0: and what's up sports fans how are y'all doing We've had a bit of a space between episodes. It's been a crazy few weeks. October is here, which means Halloween, one of the high holidays is coming up. And, uh, uh, you know, life gets crazy and that happens. But don't you worry, we're not going anywhere. We still got lots in store and amazing guests to talk to. And Today, one of those amazing guests, which I'm proud uh, to introduce, is... Owner of the TriFid or co-owner, sorry, of TriFid Barbell, uh, a affiliate coach of the Bama Brick Squad, training one of Bama's own, Mister Chad Delaney, out of East Coast South Carolina, if I my memory does serve, uh, with TriFit Barbell, um, really awesome guy. I've been following him now uh, since we started talking and uh, introduced through Miss Stacy Bama Burr. And since then, he's been a wealth of knowledge. He loves what he does, and his passion comes across, and he's a funny dude. So we're going to get him on, pick his brain, how he started, uh, how he met Bama, and, you know, figure we just talk some technique. I know uh, last couple episodes, we've had some great folks on, uh, Mr. Dean of Kind of Fit, Kind of Fat, thank you, uh, and others before. Um, but yeah, maybe we'll just get into some good old programming and technique and Uh, And just just pick brain because Chad's a nerd. He's a nerd like one of us, and he's a movement nerd on top of that like me. So I think it'll be a good old time. But before we do that, give a shout out to our official sponsors of the show, Viking Performance, Chalk and Athletic Wear. Appreciate you guys as always. Go check them out, guys. Nerds10, N-E-R-D-Z, all capital 10. Uh, Get yourself something. I love them. Go support them as you should. Also, I want to give a big shout-out to Mr. Brandon Franklin of RPE10, also known as FrankDaddy29 on the Instas. And, again, FrankDaddy69 is really what it should be. And uh, I'm sorry, Brandon. I think I'm going to have to start making an official petition to get that changed for uh, your Instagram handle. to be FrankDaddy69. So, uh, but big shout-outs because he's always been a good supporter. He's been on the show. He's a friend and uh, i wanted to give a shout out to his you know he's made some amazing wraps knee wraps and wrist wraps and he has new sleeves coming out so he's going to be doing a drop of those new sleeves on black friday so the 29th of november uh through uh december 2nd so not just on the one day but black friday 29th through december 2nd no code uh needed it's just going to be uh, an automatic discount that's added. The bundle deal is going to include the new FD Choker sleeves that he came up and designed. The wrist wraps uh, or elbow cuffs. And then he's going to throw in a shirt. an FD Choker shirt with one of the best logos around. Uh, The sleeves will also be discounted uh, automatically as well. So, I mean, shit. Uh, Brandon's a good guy. And he is loyal. And he has an eye for quality. And he's always about friendship over money. So, He's not paying me for this This is just because I want to support him And he makes uh, A great quality product So uh, shout out to you guys And uh, go check him out RPE10.com And November 29th through December 2nd He's going to be you know Laying it down Alright well that's enough of that Let's get chat on And let's talk some fun stuff Liz, what's up, dude? Good morning, Mr. Chad. How you doing, man? I'm doing great, man. How are you? Um, You know what, man? I'm going to be honest. I'm out of coffee. And it really oh, kind no. of... That uh that for a bad day. Oh, man. that That's how I started. That's how I started. I got up and I was like, oh, cool. I'm up. Going to get ready for the show. You know, got some bacon going. And then go to open up that coffee cabinet. <laughs> it's not there. Oh, no. <laughs> that's the yeah I'm, I'm, I'm
1: lucky man we got we got bang on delivery here so i'm never without the caffeine
0: oh nice bang on delivery <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's how you uh, i feel like that's a good like marker i mean you're like gym owner it's like hey i have caffeine delivered to my gym so oh
1: yeah oh yeah we don't go without i mean we got juggernaut nutrition pre-workouts and bangs with like what do we got eight different flavors so yeah we don't mess around
0: yeah definitely but then again I, I, am, I am just like a bougie coffee drinker like I just want some like really fancy ass like African coffee to, uh, i made on a pour over just to oh, yeah. pretend that I'm I'm not low class. Like the borderline illegal stuff is the way to go my uh
1: <laughs> my has got me addicted to like cafecito so it's like Latin caffeine espresso just I mean the stuff is like crack it, it's amazing
0: so w- where does she get this and can she hook <laughs> a brother up <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'll find sure she orders it online like straight out of like latin america so uh, i will definitely get you the
0: up. i i really i want to like pretend like your wife drives down to miami goes to like <laughs> a back grocery store through like three other doors expensive. to some lady who brought it yeah uh your wife's a badass yeah <laughs> oh she is oh yeah oh
1: yeah she's definitely way tougher and more badass than me way more street cred than i
0: oh that's like my girlfriend she uh I, I feel like there's always that like constant saying that, you know, behind every great man is a greater woman probably rolling her eyes. So, <laughs>
2: yes, exactly what, that sums up our relationship for sure.
0: Yeah, I think it's any good relationship. If you have a woman who, who will roll her eyes at you, but she still likes you, I feel like that's all right. We're doing we're doing okay here. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, definitely. I mean, uh,
1: I think I was Trisha uh, King over the weekend. We brought up just like how I how I managed to uh to get with gabby who is my wife and uh i was just like well i think i was just really funny you know like, <laughs> <laughs> like she's just adorable and smart and super strong and super passionate and i'm looking at myself and i'm like i gotta have something i'm, I'm the funny one i think i'm the funny one
0: in the relationship. It's pretty funny i think I'm the funny, one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the funny one keep her keep her laughing because as long as yes. they're not bored that's no. uh, that's that's what it is you keep if you can yeah, I think, you know, laughter is the best medicine. It's the best diffuser. If you can make someone laugh and they feel comfortable just, like, laughing their ass off with you, I feel like that's that's the start of, a, like, a healthy, you know, uh, emotional dynamic on that 100%. end. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So, you know, make them make laugh. And, and obviously, you know, just don't be a douchebag. I feel like that's a good... Idea. <laughs> yeah follow up for all for all men for all men yeah. like you know you know yes be funny but you could be a funny douchebag be funny but don't be a douchebag don't be yeah absolutely yeah be, be a nice person just be a nice person as a whole i think that's good yep. um well dude thank you for you know like i said you know uh i know the schedules the past couple of weeks especially for me have been stupid but uh, thanks for coming on and uh i've been looking forward to talking to you so um, if you could maybe introduce yourself a little bit and um, how you started into lifting in the gym um, getting you know hooked up with bama and all that
1: absolutely man. Uh well, well first off thank you for having me on. I uh my schedule's been ridiculous these past couple weeks as well. I've been traveling and <laughs> this previous weekend we actually hosted uh, a USPA competition and so that was awesome, amazing. Um, for the most part everybody came out healthy and lots of PRs made. Uh, a couple of our athletes made some national records, but uh but yeah, so I really appreciate you having me on. Um but <clears throat> as far as I go, um I mean, my story is probably like a lot of lifters in general. I started mostly as a bodybuilder around the age of like 13. uh, My father actually for my 13th birthday gave me uh, Arnold's Encyclopedia to bodybuilding and then like a joe weir bench press and barbell and some dumbbells so he took me down in the basement one day and put me through this ridiculous arm routine and i literally couldn't scratch my own head but from there i was hooked so from like 13 to i would say 21 22 i strictly bodybuilded i hypertrophy it was all about making the games um and then, what was it in college? I think I really took off as a uh, more of like a collegiate volleyball player. I started playing volleyball a little bit in high school, and then I really got aggressive as far as like athletic performance. So I went from more like aesthetics to to performance, where I, I want to increase my vertical, I want to increase my arm swing, I want to be faster, I want to be leaner. Um, so I did mostly uh, indoor and some beach volleyball for I would say four or five years of like college life and then after college that's when i became uh well it was earlier in college i actually started doing personal training but personal training i always kind of bodybuilding. always kind of you know strength train always valued strength and i think after after college was over and volleyball kind of dialed back i actually um met up with my business partner logan clear so him and I both had very, very similar, like, backgrounds and understanding of how, you know, general health works and physiology and anatomy. Um, him and I both got, like, nationally certified. I got a weightlifting certification through the USAW. Um, so from there, we opened up TriFit Barbell. So that's what we did, you know, November of 2016. So it is now three years later, but, you know, right when we started, powerlifting just kind of became something in the gym. Um, We had several members uh, who had already been competing, and they actually went and participated in a USPA competition. And we just got talking with uh, Gary and Tricia, who run the USPA in South Carolina. And, um, you know, from there, they ended up asking us to host a competition. So I think it was June of last year where they actually hosted a competition here for the first time uh the stars and stripes competition which was awesome and stacy bird just happened to show up in the building and just about everyone was starstruck you know i as soon as you walked in I'm like holy crap is that stacy bird and so um you know went right up to her and introduced myself said hey you know thank you so much for coming this is awesome like know with big fans and all that stuff and stacy just being her awesomeness was super humble she's like hey anybody in here who wants to come talk to me say hi get a picture you tell them to come right up to me i'm not that kind of person i'm just another person that you know just lifts really heavy
2: compared to the rest of the world but she she literally word for word said,
1: hey you just tell them to come right up and say hey so super cool like So I naturally just gravitated towards that kind of person, Um, humble, you know, down to earth, but just loved lifting heavy. So that competition really sparked um, a lot more interest in the world of powerlifting for me. you know, I'd done push pull competitions up until that point. Um, there's some local people that hold push pulls. Upstate Barbell Club, they do a push pull competition every every year, October uh, Strengthtoberfest. Um, so I actually participated in that like three or four times. They're awesome people. They always put on a good show. Um, that kind of got me my first taste of like competition strength training. Whereas before, it was, hey, this is my gym, P. R. I maxed out deadlifts again for like the third week in a row. So I really didn't know what I was doing.
0: Up until that <laughs> <point>. <laughs> <You> know? <laughs> one month of nothing but maxing deadlifts.
1: <laughs> yes, you know, just like just like everybody else, I, I maxed out my deadlifts last week. Let's see what I can do this week. Um, no, but after meeting Stacy and hosting a USBA competition, I realized how much more there was to the powerlifting world. So from there, that's when I really like. I mean, I went out and I started reading and getting to know as many people as possible. Um, You know, that's how I actually met my wife, and uh, and she uh, introduced me to a ton of people. Like, I got to go down to Florida to meet uh, the American Barbell Club, which, I mean, they got some of the strongest, most intense, awesome athletes as well. That's where I met my coach, uh, Dr. Jared Skinner, uh, who's been coaching me for the past year. Um, So, I mean, it really all kind of started... Back then, so you know it's been it's been a part of my life, you know, for fifteen plus years just strength training in general. But powerlifting, powerlifting specifically, has is is still a little new. I would say you know I'm I'm two years, three, I mean three years with the business of powerlifting itself, but like two years really getting into the sport of competition. But I love it, man. I love I love learning. I love meeting the people. It's you know it's I I played sports. I, I lifted my whole life. But finding powerlifting, in this sport, that every single person, big, small, mature, young, uh, female, male, can can lift on a stage and have a moment that is all about them and them just doing their absolute best. I, I loved playing volleyball and it was competitive, but uh, there's height advantages, there's there's things like that 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 set people apart. Whereas powerlifting, it's really just who spent the most time in the gym, who dedicated themselves the most, is the person that comes out on top. And numbers just don't lie. So so I, I loved it from the very beginning.
0: That's awesome, man. And that's a, I, I, do, I do think that that is a very common yet individual, you know, you need to use story for most people. It's like as soon as you go to your first meet, it, I, I feel like the iron bug will hit you. Either you're competing your first meet or you even just get to, you know, experience one and just a really well-ran one at that and just kind of that fun and that environment and the people – and and it's it, it just kind of hits you and then you're just like yeah i, I like this i like these people oh <laughs> let me see if i can find out more about it um yeah,
1: absolutely i mean it became an immediate addiction like uh, Stacy and I, we, we became closer and closer because, you know, we hosted that competition and I would see her at every competition after that and her and I just had this very, like, this immediate connection, similar mindset, similar like, understanding of how training should go and how, how people should be not just physically pushed but mentally progressed in a, in a positive fashion. Um, I think powerlifting is a beautiful sport and I think a lot of people gravitate towards it um, because there are things outside of the gym that they can't Control the 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 weight on them, but in the gym, none of that matters. It's just about lifting heavy, taking some aggression out on the on the bar, and uh, and Stacy's awesome at that. She's awesome at building people up, making people feel good about themselves, um, keeping a positive outlook, um, and and I love that. I, I think. Being a being a coach now, or you know, I was a personal trainer for six years before I started my gym, and then three years now I've been coaching here. And you know, I do one on one, I do group coaching, I do online coaching, so I get to work with tons of people. Um, and one common aspect is that you gotta you can't just give people a program and hey, you know, you're gonna get stronger, you're gonna get better. Here you go. It's like no, you gotta you gotta check in on people. You gotta make sure you know things outside of the gym are, are going well too, and trying to help them with those things as well is. I mean, I, I would say very often I feel like an underpaid psychiatrist, you know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, with, uh, with, a, with a lot more programming to give them. Psychiatrists, you just walk out the office. Coach, they don't just walk out the office. Right. You still got to hear their problems and be like, hey, I still got to look at your deadlift. So <laughs> like, I'm really sorry you're having a bad day, but like, um, can you, can you send me the video that you're <laughs> going to send me? <laughs> like, like, well, we'll get, we'll get to that. But I think you touched on a really huge point, man. And it is for a lot of people. Um, the, this, this sport because of the individuality of it yet it is a, and of course there's like the the infamous like powerlifting argument. It's, is it a team sport or a solo sport? It's, like, it's a solo performance sport which is great like on the platform but I do think it is a communal it's a community based sport um, and I think that's that uh, that's where people like try to split hairs that's just my you know one man's opinion but it's like I see everyone gets their time to shine on the platform but everybody in the sport supports everybody having that moment on the platform because hundred and five percent of your max for anybody is still 105 percent of the max no matter like what that weight is it's like that's the similar effort and everybody Absolutely. just supports that and it's yep. and, and and it's an awesome feeling and i think when people you know use that this community and the sport as a you know as therapy as a way to you know control things that otherwise you can't control cuz i mean that's where like any even bad addiction starts. Like you want to just like do something that is a release that you can control. That's your decision when probably everything else isn't. But, uh, you know, when you have three, two, 300 pounds in the bar and it's fighting against you, but you get it up and you, you know, lock it out or you lift it. That's it. You get that rush. It's your choice. You're controlling it, but that thing could probably kill you. And I, I don't know for me, it's always been, you know, when I'm lifting, uh, you know, I don't I don't feel the weight. I feel like I do feel my like emotional burdens, my concerns. Just you know, the weight is just a physical manifestation of those. And every rep is kind of like one you know one little bit more control, a little bit more catharsis. And I think it's a lot yeah, like that for absolutely. a lot of people. Yeah, hundred percent. I I think that's the people
1: that just they gravitate towards sport. They they want to be in an absolute controlled environment. Your health in, in is one of the few things in life that you do have absolute control over for the most part you know um you know, there's genetic and, and hereditary um, things that you can develop, but yeah, it's uh, it's something that you know. Since I was 13, the reason why I, I loved training was it was just like I I was in charge. I, I loved playing team sports. I played a little bit of football, a little bit of basketball, like many kids did, and uh, and it was okay, you know. But you know, my football team, I mean, there's probably 60, 70 kids on the team. Like it's like you're part of a team. You you feel like you're part of something, but it wasn't. I wasn't in control of anything. You know, I was just showing up for practice and uh, and if I didn't want to practice that day, it didn't matter um, but the weight room, I chose to go I chose to lift, I chose to be consistent and uh, and I love that I love I loved being in control of my own life I, I've definitely always been a little bit of a rebel and, uh, and I think that the rebel in me likes being in charge of my health, my training and Others like, hey, this is here is your program, and I, I may be good at this, but it doesn't mean jack squat. If you don't do it, you know, if you don't actually physically go do it, and take control of your life. This is your training, so um, you know, I'm here to help. I'm here to be a guide, but I'm definitely not doing it for you. So,
0: yeah, and it's and it's such an important thing to remember because you know, I mean, it's I know stacy said it before. I think she's probably even said it when I've talked to her. Is that you know the You get, you you know, you don't get anything out of the reps you don't do, uh, you know. And, of course, you always have to mitigate for injury or for whatever. But for the most part, it's, you know, you, you know, you're in command. You get, like you said, you make the choice. And it's one of the very few few things that we have a full, you know, choice to do or not to do. And those results are completely contingent on us. Did we do the work? Did you do the reps? Did you, did did you, you know, auto regulate properly if you needed to, did you communicate with your coach? You know, like, did you, did you talk to them? And then did you eat? Just it's, but that's cool. Like, I, I think for some of us, like we, you know, you thrive on that because then you know what, what you get out of it. You know, that when you get to step on the platform, what does that, all culminate to and that you know will hopefully culminate to a really damn you know good day on the platform and then hopefully a a better total that was higher than what you had before right
1: i mean that's that's i I think powerlifting you know when i when i first got into powerlifting one of the things that i I realized right away is the powerlifting i mean it's it's very simplistic it's three movements you know nine total lifts for an entire day i mean that's it's very simple day You you get nine minutes on the platform tops and it's like but You know, powerlifting may be simple to understand and grasp, but it's impossible to master, you know, like you could spend every day of every minute focusing on that big day and not all of your ducks will ever line up. You can, you know, watch your nutrition, do a T, train perfectly, but you're still going to have some variable that is out of your control and, and i love power Legend because you know the more you dive into that rabbit hole you realize that it just keeps going you know it, it, you can you can literally become so invested in this sport and get more out of it or you know just graze the surface and be totally okay with it and uh and, and i just you know and i love that i love that it's simplistic but at the same time um um very very complex you know
0: that's, uh, there, there's an old, there's an old boxing saying that the, the simpler, the, the simpler, the art, the, the, you know, the more depth it has, uh, yeah, it's, absolutely. you know, because if your tools are limited, you know, why it's an old boxing saying, it's like, you, you know, you only have your hands. Um, if, then you have to deepen your craft. That's what it is. The more simple, the movement, the deeper, the craft, that was like, that was the actual, like, uh, you know, the quote for the most part, because yeah, you have to, you have to find nuances. You know, it's like you can't just get a new tool. You have the same tools, but now how do you apply them? How do you use them? And I agree. I think powerlifting. You know, it's just squat, bench, and deadlift. You know, you know vertical press, horizontal press, and you know, and a, and a vertical pull. Like that's yeah. like that, that's it. But yep. you know, yeah, perfect meat conditions do not exist. You know, like they had raw gnats this past week and. You know, obviously you know following people who I knew were in it and whatnot like you see constantly that um, oh this little hiccup here or this went well uh, it's just there's no such thing as a perfect day or a perfect right, yeah, condition you're never 100%, you know? no or just or just freak things like um, my buddy Angelo um, he's a host of another show called uh, Two white Lights. He yeah. competed at Ron Nats and he's a, he's a strong dude. And he, was, you know, really, honestly, I, I thought he had a great day. His third deadlift, even for 722 or 727, whatever. Yeah, he, 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 yeah, he, he's strong. He's real strong. And gets it up, honestly moves fast, like a second attempt. Um, looks like he's going to lock it out. He's, he's literally about to, like, lock out, like, straighten his knees and everything. And, you know, those fucking damn stiff bars, it just like this, you know, his w- one hand is kind of like, it's like pops out. Like he wasn't even tired. He wasn't even out of position. Yeah. It just, it just, you know, had that, that little stiffness just kind of like popped out. And he was so, pissed. he like, I have to say it to you. He like jumps on the platform and like, he literally like, does a vertical jump. Just out of like, God damn it! <laughs> and then just, uh, just like that's what it was. That's all it was. He was just like, God, like why? Can we get a m- mulligan, sir? Can we <laughs> just mulligan, mulligan back? Yes? No? No, leave the <laughs> platform. Okay, fine. Yeah. Like yeah. and and then just yesterday, he like he, uh, you know he was back home, and he you know pulls out the deadlift bar and uh, pulls seven thirty three like just perfectly like beautifully like that's how that's how his you know his third would have looked and it was it was heavier and uh, of course it was a it was a you know deadlift bar not a stiff bar because those are better people yeah. Yeah. i don't fucking understand we make better equipment to better facilitate yeah. but you still want to not do it okay whatever um
1: going to be competing in my first uh, USAPL competition this coming uh, November 2nd so a week from this Saturday so for the past year Jared uh, my coach has been uh, coaching me on this dip bar and it was a big transition I mean it, you know, I was using a deadlift bar for a good like year and a half there or whatever and um and, uh, I mean, it, it's, a, it's a different beast to conquer. It's a different way. I mean, the tool just, there's no flex to it. The way that it rolls, the way that it hands, it's in your hand. I mean, I, I, and I pull hook grip, so I, I mean, I, I try my best to, uh, to, to make sure my pinkies are, are strong. And, uh, and I know how it goes. I mean, the other day I was, I was trying to work up to a conservative, you know, 1RM just to test the waters. And, uh, and sure enough, grip was the limiting
0: factor. Everything was moving fine. I get just to the top and all of a sudden just, you know.
1: Yep,
0: Pinky just rolls on one side, and that was it. that yep, uh, yeah, and, that, and that's all Like I, I, love stiffy deads, like during prep, uh, or like during you know, really just during your you know your volume work and spilling. Like I, I actually really do enjoy, um, you know that having that extra like stiffness. You know, powerlifting talk out of context always just sounds so weird. Um, really I really like the stiffness and the yeah. stiffy um You know, like it's great for volume. Like stiff volume is great. Um, I think you mean in her endos. Oh, that's a, that's that's an innuendo packed in an innuendo. You're welcome. It's a, a, a double a double entendre, if you will. And anyway, but uh, I I agree. But it's like once you you know like I, I have a meet December eighth. Um, so I, this block, I got to like start, uh, you know, breaking out the deadlift bar again. And, uh, it's nice. Like once what, what you have, it's like that little, like thinner diameter to get a little bit more like, you know, hand wrapped around it, just that, that little ex little bit of extra flex, which really isn't a lot unless you're pulling like in the, in the freaking seven, eight plate range. Like you really don't get that much more. Like, I don't think so. Um, especially if you pull conventional, I also pull hook grip on both the, you know, for both bars and um, I've yet to have a grip issue, luckily, yeah, knock yeah. on wood with, with my, with my, with my, uh, with my hooking so far. Um, so that's good, but it's like, yeah, man, it's, a uh, it, it's it, again, no perfect conditions exist. And then you always have to, uh, adjust. Like I'm, one of my favorite things is, uh, just traveling and going to new gyms and, um, because I, you never know what kind of equipment they're going to have. So if I have to, if I have to deadlift or squat or whatever that day, it's like, they're not going to have the same Texas bar that I use. Maybe they don't even have one. Uh, they may not have a, a deadlift bar. They just have some Ollie bars, you know, like whatever. And I
1: have a squat rack. I was in Michigan, uh, what was it two weekends ago and I had to, had to do some. Some moderate squatting, and uh, and I'm looking around the gym. I mean, they have like two two Smith machines. I had to go to a, a local YMCA. That was the only only gym, and then I see the one squat rack from like. 1890 uh, that I had set up. I mean, the J-Tus alone, I, I was, I mean, it, the space between the heights was about three inches. I'm like, okay, so I'm either going to go on my tippy toes or I'm going to half squat this to walk it out. Uh, I mean, we
0: work with what you got. So we we work, work with what you got. From 18, 1890, that's a very specific date. Yeah. I
1: mean, this, this this squat rack was original. I mean, that gym, I think, has been there forever, so I, I don't think they've upgraded the
0: things so in I really I really feel like you need to write them and just see if they've Like Harry Houdini used this rack. <laughs> That's right. He escaped from this rack. Actually, it was uh, originally a prop. That's right. and we, we just we just as a dad said it to be a squat rack, but really it was a it was a death trap. Yes. Uh,
1: yeah. I mean, the thing looks like it was welded together you know, by hand, so it's uh, but you work with it, you know, and like you said, you have to. You never know when you do get to travel around. It, it is fun to play with different toys, different environment, and uh, you know I, I like traveling and meeting new people and just kind of you know shoot the shit with uh, with random gym members. And, and you know some you can really do some have their own ideology and it, it, you, may, you may not agree with it. But that's I, I think that
0: is you know that is health. There's there's so many can conf- wouldn't say necessarily conflicting, but just different different thought processes for sure. Yeah, I mean, it's different goals. Really, like it's it's just different goals. Like if you, you know, if you, have yeah, you're a volleyball player, your regiment isn't going to be the same as a football player who's a linebacker. Or like it's just not, you know, um, it, it looks different for everybody. I think sometimes people forget that. Like it, it's okay that to have those different goals and the different, uh, different markers of progress are you know are, are always going to be for different. So, um. Yeah, it comes with it. Uh, How is, you know, I'm just curious because I I don't know. How was your – because you got your power – I'm sorry, your weightlifting certification. Uh, What was that like? And then how has that been in translating into, like, obviously coaching and powerlifting? Um, Because I feel like that's a very – that's something that comes up a lot, you know, because that's, like, our closest cousin in terms of a sport. I mean, yeah, weightlifting
1: in it – in itself like was uh you know something that i was doing before we even started So i got my certification when i was uh just a personal trainer just uh, trying to increase my knowledge my experience and uh and just my general credentials um you know, I went through school, I was doing physical therapy, um, you know, just like prerequisites for the longest time, and I just realized it just wasn't for me, uh, you know, as slow, as methodical, as usually like post-op, and uh, and that just wasn't my passion, I realized I wanted to just work with people on a more general health, I became a personal trainer, I got nationally certified, I did that for a while, and that was good too, but you know, a lot of people, it's, it's strictly aesthetics, hey, I'm here to, to lose a few pounds, I want to feel better, I'd like to look better naked, I'm like, that's, that's awesome, like most people, People should and want to, and that you know it's a positive thing. It's only going to build your self esteem. Did that for you know five six years at a a local, just a global gym. Um, And uh, and while I was there, I just uh, I started to just YouTube like crazy. Uh, Came across people like 3DMJ, Lane Norton. juggernaut training uh, so those guys obviously like sparked a huge interest in me for um strength training and weightlifting and uh you know um <clears throat> what is his name uh, dr Clint henock you know he wrote a book on weightlifting that i read uh which i loved i think he's just a very brilliant person he sums things up very um very simple you know which just i think shows the, the depth of knowledge that he has um but then i went and got usaw uh, certified Level One. That was awesome. Uh, that was four years ago, um, but that experience was good for me. Uh, for the most part, it was uh, being a bodybuilder and a volleyball player. I had a good understanding of like inertia, momentum, but. Weightlifting, you know, taking a bar which I had up until that point used strictly for like bench press and bicep curl, um, you yeah. know, learning how to snatch was awkward. It didn't make a ton of sense. Uh, you know, clean and jerk, like that was. Uh, it, it was a hard. It was a hard. It was a forty-hour class, so like I think a total of like ten hours. Six hours the first day, and like four hours the second day. So, um, you know, during that class we had a. I forget his name now, this much, much older man who I mean, he was probably seventy plus. Guy's been in the weightlifting world for just decades upon decades. Um, you know, he, he he is funny, I remember him coming up to me while we're practicing snatching and he looks right at me and he's like, You have short arms Snatching's not going to go well for you. And then he just walks away. Um, <laughs> so, so that was it. It was, uh, I mean, he could see on my face I was struggling to understand some of the basic principles and just, um, you know, sinking into my heels, bringing my torso more upright. You know, I'd been deadlifting before that, so I kind of got the, you know, a good general understanding of hip hinging and wedging. And But with weightlifting, it's, it's much more of a squat or jumping, a plyometric pull than it is you know just a a strict hip hinge it's it's predominantly your quads and your calves that that start the pull and and get it going versus like your hamstrings and your glutes and uh but yeah i'll never forget the way that yeah he said that to me and i was just like all right i don't know if i should be discouraged or i want to prove it wrong
0: yeah you're you're like you're like thanks how do i take that you yeah. weirdo like, yeah. but when uh, you know when my business partner and I started this gym
1: you know we, we started with the intention you know we are TriFit, fit you, know, TR, you know the TRI you know the try want to be strong athletic aesthetic so we wanted to train people on any any modality of training so whether you wanted to power lift weight lift body build, athletic train we wanted to provide a house and a home that you felt welcome So me having a weightlifting background and then him and I already doing some powerlifting. I played sports in college and then bodybuilding. So I had had pretty good foundation and, and experience in all these areas to help people. So there were people that were initially coming in that were... I wouldn't say like ex-crossfitters, but, but definitely appreciated having a well-rounded um, training model. So I would implement some of these things under their training. Um, you know, I, now that we're kind of, you know, we're three years into this, we're realizing that some as far as weightlifting goes, it's it's a beautiful, amazing sport, and I had the highest respect for it. The unfortunateness of it, the time that it takes to get really good at Olympic lifts, is is much longer and much more extensive than powerlifting he, you know he,
0: he, sorry go ahead oh i was gonna say so you mean like china starting them off at like three and five years old isn't overkill <laughs> yeah, yeah you know
1: i just uh, i can't I can't get them that young I, i'd love to you know we have some views but yeah uh when you have someone that's coming in that's you know 30 40 plus uh things are rich things are fixed things You know the neurological connection is difficult, and so most people come in. They want results, and they want them as soon as possible. They're not willing to give it a couple years to add ten kilograms to their snatch. You know, they're so with squatting with deadlifting. You know, we start them with these movements, understanding good leverages and good. I mean, honestly, just manipulating this this bar, you know, this object, uh, well, and once they once they start to really grasp, hey, this is how I squat, this is how I deadlift, this is how I bench press, then I like to start sprinkling in, if they're interested, more of the weightlifting. So it's not my first go-to when I get someone that's just new to training in general. Um, if they got a background in it, awesome it's right from the beginning. Hey, here, we're going to break down the list into subcategories. You know, we'll do hand cleans. We'll do, you know, power snatches. We'll do this. We'll do that to try to build on certain, you know, um, certain leverages, certain points in your lifts that you're struggling with. But, uh, if I got someone who's just, Hey, I, I still love to lose a few pounds. I like the idea of strength. Well, maybe powerlifting is more of a, of a better, better path to follow than, uh, than your traditional weightlifting.
0: Right and and weightlifting obviously between it's like we have you know powerlifting which is really a you know a uh, I guess now it's a single plane like motions but it's you know it's it's a squat it's, it's bench deadlift while you have weightlifting which are you know multi plane and vector like force vector at once compound movements yep. and and then you have to like catch the barbell. Yeah. <laughs> on top of that, like you have to catch it in midair. You,
1: you literally have to receive that stuff yeah. on the shoulders and yeah. yeah or, or the head. Yeah.
0: yeah. Okay. Or over the head. <laughs> yeah. With you your. There's a lot, there's a lot of trust. It's a, it's
1: a, you got to jump in with both feet. There is no, you know, oh, I'm going to just stick my toe in. It's like, it, then it's just not
0: going to happen. Yeah, yeah. It won't work. I mean, cause to yeah. get that, like, just to even get to a point of like a triple extension, like yes. when you're doing a pull is you have to commit to that shit um and have that kind of you know it's yeah yeah really that's really the word it's just like you gotta you got commit to it and if you half-ass it like you're not going to get the right link in the kinetic chain to like to to do that and then to be able to you know flip and catch it like it's and then and then have your balls to the fucking basement at the bottom <laughs> of your squat just like and i'm here okay now we, now we stand like yes and uh, so it is, and I agree, like, weightlifting is a beautiful sport, but it definitely is not uh, an easy access to uh, to enter. Yeah. You know, I, I love building confidence, in, and I, I do,
1: I think I do my best to, uh, you know, at least from uh, inside the tree's perspective, is uh, to not discourage in any fashion. And uh, it's not that I don't want to teach people, every movement possible and give them this arsenal of understanding, because I think the weightlifting movements can, I mean, you can get ridiculously strong doing these lifts, um, but it can just be really frustrating for, for so many people that, I mean, you can spend months trying to get better at the skill, but it's like it's like golf, you can just go out one day, I mean, and it's just going to go shit, like, you, you're just going it, to, it's like your first day on the platform, so... You know I, I I want to continue to to bring my my people up and uh, and and build you know this past weekend with all my you know we had I think 10, 10 11 athletes compete here um, you know all of them made PRS you know several of them made state records two of them made national records like I mean the the reaction after performing on, on these competitions is is so great to see them I mean they just feel so accomplished and Lifting so awesome, but man, it can be so frustrating and discouraging. <laughs> it is,
0: for myself, you know? and and I think it goes, you know, and that's why obviously, like a lot of you know, you know, China starts them so young to have that because it's again, they're, they're multi-dimensional movements. While a simpler movement of a squat and bench and deadlift, your body can adapt to that a lot easier. Like it can grasp that, and um, and then and then it can just focus on getting stronger. While you know, those you know, this you know, clean and jerk and snatch, it's like those are, it's so much going on before your body can even just really, I think, adapt to it and it can just focus on getting stronger in it, you know. And uh, you know, it's one of those things that probably never really truly like stops. Um, you just get, you know, obviously, you just suck less and you get a little better.
1: It's as infants, you know, we we, uh, we naturally squat. That's uh, that's how we pick things up, or we naturally uh, hip hinge. We we lean over at the waist and, and we pick things up. So these things are just they very natural movements. But how often do you see a toddler just go and just snatch something off the ground? You know, it's just not a movement that's it's, uh, it, it's got to be. It's a skill that's got to be taught.
0: Yeah, unless There's unless swine. you're in China. They, yeah. do, they do do that. They do do that. They definitely do that. That's right. But
1: they come out the womb just like, just ready to perform.
0: Just, yeah, I mean, they, they literally just, they come out of the womb in snatch position. Just like, give yes. me, <laughs> give me barbell. One of my best friend, he's, uh, he's Korean. And uh, that motherfucker's just, he's good at everything. He, he really is. Uh, he takes to everything and it's just like, I just, I hate you. I blame your heritage? Yeah. Uh. <laughs> dude, a, dude, a, dude, Asians have the best leverages. Like, look at Toshiki. Like, that yeah. guy. So she, the Shiki from Japan, like that guy, like just like he has like short femurs and yes. then this like this amazing like back and torso with huge quads. on top of that. Yes. Like that's, yeah. you know, it's aesthetic as it gets. Like, yeah, aesthetic know, as it gets, like whatever. Like, that's, that's the guy I want to meet. That's yeah. what I mean. And then, like, then it's like, I called dibs on that. <laughs> I called dibs. Damn it. I didn't <laughs> call dibs. God damn it. I was going to. Uh, he has great hair too. Guys, right? oh, yeah, yeah. Like just fantastic the Caroline, fantastic Caroline. Yeah. Um, just and, and like it's like oh, that guy doesn't eat like even power, but He obviously like trains heavy. I think yeah. I think he's actually one of the best advocates where he's like a high level weightlifter who very like, in, you know, very you can you can watch. If you follow him on Instagram, he goes live like he has heavy sessions. If he's okay. not like prepping for like an upcoming meet, like he's just squatting heavy. He's just he's doing heavy pulls, heavy block pulls, like it's pretty it's pretty great to watch. Like he, it is, you know, is. the guy. Yeah, he's he's you know.
1: one of those people you can definitely look up to. That I mean, his training is his life. He that is what he does. You know, it's just
0: that's yes. who he is. Yes, you know? so, yes. I feel like our country needs to catch up to them and be like, hey. <laughs> the discipline the, that they have is is astounding.
1: It's it's something that I try to instill in, uh, again in my athletes. Like, hey, you know, as much as I I, I think I'm doing a pretty good job at this and the the feedback I get and the results that come out of it it comes down to the individual are you disciplined enough to continue to train even when you're having a shit day I mean everybody uh, you know I didn't feel great today but I'm two weeks out I can't just you know train two weeks out I need to get over there I gotta practice I'm not you know it's a bit of a deload week but I still gotta go put my hands on the bar um it's
0: gotta happen you gotta be disciplined if if you want it that bad Yeah. Yeah. And and that's really, if you want it that bad, you know, like you got to do what you got to do. And then even sometimes I feel like some people, even if they don't want it that bad, it's like, well, but did you make a commitment to yourself? Like, did you, if you signed up for a meet, like, I feel like, and you've made it this, like, you know, this far, you're three to four weeks out. Like, you don't bitch out. Like, see that through.
1: Yeah, it's, it's one of the more frustrating things that I think I tend to hear the last couple of weeks of training. Um, you know, I'm just, I don't know if I'm in it, uh, you know, I'm, I'm ready, I'm just like... like fuck that, like, let's go, like, we literally have been going for months now, and you're telling me the last couple of weeks, you're sizzling you're out, like, I mean, this is game time, we're getting close, and I understand it, it's monotonous, it's, I gotta, I gotta heavy deadlift again, yeah, you gotta heavy deadlift again, because you told me you had goals when we started, so get over there, get your hands on the bar, let's go. Who the, um,
0: who the fuck is complaining about you, about, I gotta heavy deadlift again? <laughs> like, I feel like, you know, like any any other powerlifter will hear this will be like, what's the problem? Like, yeah. that sounds like a great, like, my, my my girlfriend's pissed because she doesn't get the heavy deadlift again until the fucking meet. No. No,
1: it's, it's, uh, it's, 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 uh, it's a momentary lapse in judgment, is what I tell people like that. It's just like, hey, cut that shit out. Move on. You're
0: yeah, like, or, or it's like, yeah, exactly. Or it's like, what's,
1: moments later, they'll finish their lift, yeah. and they're like, okay, you're right, I'm, I'm fine, I'm fine, I just had to. I had to, you know, man up a little bit. I'm like, all right, that's all it
0: took. So, yeah, whatever. or we just gotta work through stuff. Like, you just yes. got like, sometimes you gotta work through it. And you just gotta realize that that's resistance. Like, I don't know if you've ever. There's a great book called the the um, the War of Art, and the <laughs> and the author he talks about like that's the biggest thing is is resistance. Is you know like your 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 brain the world whatever whatever your craft is whatever you're deciding to do that you're trying to create and honestly sports is one of them like if you decide to do a sport any sport like you're creating something um you're creating an outcome and a result you know in your body and all that stuff and you're going to get resistance um because yeah because it's hard and that's but once you work through that yeah that that's the the payoff and i think that Um, Like I I come from a sports background martial arts and swimming and obviously you do too I think though we have more experience than some people who maybe haven't with um, We know that what the the payoff is on game day Like that's what we live for like I, I fucking I live for that shit. I love game day competition Like that's where I want to shine. I want it to be on the platform. I don't care about in the gym it can be monotonous as I'll get out I don't really care because I look forward to competition and and if I don't do the monotonous I don't get to go to competition and that's just it like that's just bar none that's that's the that's the bottom line and uh, I, and that's like a, but that's like a long game you know it's like you got to play the long game and a lot of people have a hard time I think cir- circulating their head around long game
1: Oh totally! Everybody's everybody will sign up for a sprint, you know. Oh, it's it's only forty yards. Okay, I'll do that. Uh, it's like no, this is a marathon. This is this takes months. This takes time. Nothing nothing happens overnight. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I I think we probably both experienced. You know, when you get someone, you know, very new to the powerlifting world, they love it. They take right to it and they make ridiculous progress. Fifty pound PRs on each lift in a single cycle. It's great because they went from not knowing what they're doing to all of a sudden having a general understanding. And that's fantastic. But then they get into this mindset like, oh, this is going to happen every time. And before I know it, I'm going to be caught up to you. And I'm like, well, slow slow your roll, okay? The
2: time time
1: that it took to go from a 100-pound squat to a 200-pound squat is nowhere near the road of a two pounds squat to 300. And it only amplifies tenfold for each and every increment after that. you know, I love the ambition. I love the enthusiasm, but I also, I'm a realist. I'm, uh, I'm a no BS kind of person. I don't, I don't sugarcoat things. I stick to what science has shown us. And uh, I, I don't like to play the, you know, potentially card, you know, it's more like, Hey, this is, this is just what's real. Uh, you know, if you're an experienced athlete, I got a few people that are just absolute studs in every way. Uh, their discipline is top notch. They're just instinctual animals. Um, you know, I, I'm real with them. Hey, if we had five to ten pounds on a lift, that's a good day. You know, that's that's a good day. We're gonna chip away, because we're in this for the long run. You know,
0: so yeah, and it's and I think people like have to realize that like when you make those big jumps in in games when you first start, it's because you you haven't really gotten stronger. You've actually just probably more just uh, been able to show a bottom line strength. You probably already have a little bit. You, know, you learn some good technique you learn better position you learn how to brace and then yes then any type of like you know work you have been doing well you you're learning how to express strength that you've been holding on to and been building um, and so that's huge that's a, like you said that's a huge from like 100 pound to 200 pounds squat is huge like you'll, you'll make that jump um, but once you get to the point where you're all right you're now literally at your baseline strength like your full baseline strength, now we have to chip away on it. Like that takes time. That's, uh, nature doesn't work that fast. Like muscle adaptions and muscle fiber stimulus is not, uh, yeah, it's not that fast. <laughs>
1: yeah, it's, it's absolutely not. I mean, in,
0: in the big picture, I mean, you know,
1: the body, the body, is is remarkable it, it recovers from heavy training sessions and it, it's just a it's an incredible thing that we that we have learned to do to to manipulate our bodies like we can literally change our tissues to be stronger and look better and you know and perform in certain ways that's just astounding but yeah it's nothing happens overnight nor would i i mean even if i if i had the option to be able to acquire 100 pounds of strength and literally a single night i don't know if i would take it like i don't know if i earned it it's you know it's like people that Win the lottery. It's like, was it like seven out of ten people to win the lottery and end up going right back to the same financial status within a few years anyway? Because they didn't they didn't acquire that those finances. They they were literally given it, you know. So they didn't they didn't learn how to manage money properly. Neither are people that. I mean, you know, we're in a winner. Or that you know, uh, PED use is common and my feelings on it, I, I don't, you know, uh, think negative about it. I totally understand it. But, you know, it's usually when people start hitting those plateaus, the first place that they go to instead of just saying, hey, am I just not giving this enough time? Am I not training properly? Am I not, you know, managing my volume the way that I should? Like, those are the things that we should question. So
0: Yeah, exactly. Because, uh, I mean, PEDs work. Like that's that's the thing they do work, but they sh- they they should be whipped cream, not not the ice cream on the sundae. Like they should be the sprinkles on top to help you push that last little bit. But you still have to do the work. You still gotta you still gotta you know to uh, scoop the scoop those scoops of ice cream to be the base. And if you are relying on gear, um, like there, I mean, there's there's the the motto with any type of like you know gear use is that the faster you put it on, the faster you lose it. So, so, so it's like the heavier the compound that's intense, you know, um, like, you know, to just fucking just sticks and tread in your eye. Like, yeah, you're going to get real strong and you're going to get big. But once you come off, if you come off, if you're smart enough to come off, um, yeah, you're not going to keep that much of it. Like it's, uh, but if you are smart with it and you stay low, like, you know, treat it just as that treat it like this is, this is the whipped cream on the Sunday. This isn't what makes me and you um, cycle off properly and um, just not, you know, it's, 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 it's not the, you know, it's, it's not your base. Then, you know, then, yeah, like that's, you have to look at everything else. Like what is your technique? Like you said, what is your volume management? Like, you know, that's. That's that's the important thing because I I, I known guys who take a lot of stuff and they're still not as strong as some guys who have never taken anything at Absolutely. all. Absolutely, I'm I'm equal playing field with the, with a number of athletes that I've just encountered over the
1: years and uh, equally aesthetic, equally strength and all that stuff and, and their performance enhanced. And I'm like, if we're equal, that then we're, you're, you're missing some big parts. Like if if you add in. Good training, good technique, time, and then some extra hormones in the tank. Then yes, you get this beautiful mixture of just hey, this is going to be the best damn ice cream you've ever had. Um, you know that's when you get some world elite, um, non-tested athletes, and uh, and and that's you know that's that's great. That's you know that's. Uh, but then you just get some people that it's just the they, they want the easy answer. They want the they want the quickest throw possible. They want to they don't want to put in the time. You know, so it it it's, it can be frustrating, but that uh, that is sports in general, not just powerlifting, but every sport out there, it, there. There's so many people looking to, I think, just cut corners. You know, but I think and it I think it shows. Know, I
0: think, I think, it does, and I think it's, it's not just cutting corners, but I think some people, like you said, it's it's patience. Like most of those guys who are who have never who are, who are natty that I know who are really strong, they've been lifting since they were like 15, 13, 15. Right. So it's yeah. like you have over 10 years of building muscle density and muscle fibers, um, which lays the foundation to be really strong. So that's why you can, you see guys that like Raw Nats who are able to, you know, you know, deadlift in the sevens. Like my buddy Angelo, he's just been, de- he's been, he's been lifting since he was 14, 15 and uh, consistently like consistently. So it, you know, and I think some people like, if you start late, like I know I started late, you know, when it comes to like lifting, seriously, yeah. um, I you know it's like it's like man, it's like to catch up with them, like in ten years I'm gonna be in my late thirties, like like, like that's not, I mean I'm I'm going to be thirty years soon, so yeah, I'm gonna be late thirties going on like forty, and then it's like oh then what? I think that's how a lot of people think. They think like I'm gonna lose, I'm gonna miss out on the the fun, on the excitement that's going on now, like on the uh, on that, like that's really. I think that that's what permeates into people's, into people's brains. And, uh, and again, it goes right back to this. They're not looking at the long game, you know, on that end. No, absolutely. I mean, we have a, we have an athlete here, uh, Jeff Binger. I mean, he is, uh,
1: 42 years yeah. young and the man pulls over 700. He just competed at raw Nationals story. We can, he took third and, uh I forget where I got left off, but anyway, you know, we have, we have a member, he took third at Nationals, Masters one, Jeff Bingham, I mean, the nicest guy ever, um, but he's the kind of person that you can just tell he's just spent years working on his craft, and, you know, there's, there. that's who I want to be, I, I want to be in my 40s and my 50s, and still moving considerable weight, but you look at some of these guys that, they, they took the, the shortest road possible, and they they went to their absolute limit, and and they're paying for it. You know, 10, 15 years down the road, they feel awful, they look awful, um, and, and that but that's you know if that's what they wanted, they wanted to be the best, and, and they're willing to do whatever. To, and that's fine too, but just I, I think there's got to be balance in life. Um, you know, if 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 you're not if you're not spending the time working on the craft and, and then you having the use, then it, uh, they're just not going to go. It's not going to go the way you want it to it. It's going to reflect.
0: Yeah. You know? yeah. And it's, it's true. And like, and like for me, like, like I, like I started, I started like supplementing and using about uh, like three, you know, June is in June when I, when I, when I did first and, and my goal was, cause I, I'm, yeah, I'm about thirty. Like I'm not naturally strong. I I kind I hit a plateau and I wasn't getting stronger. And I did want to compete. And you now uh, would I maybe continually get stronger a little bit? Sure, but like it it wasn't it really wasn't happening in, in that end. So, but my goal and I told myself and I'm pretty open about it was I'm gonna do as minimum as possible and try to get the best out of it. Like it's not I I'm still obsessive I have about my technique, about my volume management, about you know, you know, obviously sleep and nutrition. Like it's, um, I wanted to be the smallest factor in my training. Like I do, I wanted to add it in, yes. But did I? Because I, I did feel like, like I just that was my, you know, my my handicap. And but I mean, that's
1: the it's the best thing that science has given us. You know, past the, I mean, sleep. You can't you can't get over sleep. You can't no. outwork sleep. You can't you can't out you know enhance sleep. You, you know, know. taking whatever. Um, so I, for me, like getting into the world of, of bodybuilding and strength training, like I just, I've seen it and I have absolute respect for it because it just, it, it is the best thing that science has given us. Hey, you can use this and you're, and you, you will recover. Your recovery becomes tenfold and that's the name of the game. It's not who can train the hardest, it's who can recover the best. Maximal recoverable volume. Uh, so it's like, you can handle more volume with this, you know,
0: yeah these enhancements and 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 that's great i i you know
1: is uh you know my claim i'm i've stayed natty as long i'm 31 uh you know it's it's uh you know eventually i think i will walk that road because i i see it and i see the appeal um i just for personal reasons i just haven't made that plunge yeah Um, i totally get and i respect the the my brothers and sisters of the
0: iron that have um because I mean, why not? And like, it's, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's awesome. It's, it's great. Rip queen. Like you said. Yeah. It's, it, it, it does. Cause like, yeah, it, it works. But even then, like, again, it's to still your spot. I mean, and that's me, like my personality, I think that's why I'm, I'm, I'm also I'm quite open about it because I'm not strong still. It's like, I'm still getting like, I'm still, I'm not, I'm not well, well off. Like I, that's why I started, but I'm also making a choice to not, to be to be to be honestly as respectful of it as possible like i'm not just gonna i i keep it low um well i think i run probably like 275 a week which is very low and most guys like the standard is like 500 a week but i was like i was like i didn't i was like no i want to see what like this just a little bit more will do like i don't want to just go balls to the wall like right away um And that's really it. And I, you know, I've also I've also ran Anavar by by itself, which actually was really good, Um, and uh, and very very like easy on your system, and actually has again it's a very slow burn, and whatnot. So, um, and then I actually then I'm going to start stacking the Anavar with the low low test also. Now that I'm about eight weeks out and and see because like yeah i'm not so it, it goes to show like just because you take stuff doesn't mean you're there's guys so much stronger than me who've never needed a damn thing um but yeah but i want to try to get as strong as oh. i can and That's
1: you what, know I mean, that compete is
0: the, that is the difficultness of in natural levels i mean the, the i think the spectrum for testosterone is like 200 to it's 1, a, 1, like, or yeah 1, it's, it's like a huge gap
1: numbers. yeah so it's like yeah anything, and they're on the highest spectrum possible. you got some guys on the lower spectrum, and there's a clear advantage here. But unfortunately, the the way the drug tested competitions work, it does not matter. Yeah, uh, you, you're taking it from an outside source. You're you're off the you know you're off the list, and it it it, does, it is tough. I think I think the smartest thing is what you're doing. Uh, equally in the playing field, I, I see no problem with that at all. Yeah. You know I got guys that are on HRT. Without it, those hormones that I mean they won't get up in the morning <laughs> You know, yeah. they literally work Yeah, you know, These are power
0: drivers for, for energy Yeah, so. and, and for me, like it was um, You know, like I had my first My first meet, so that was uh, Last September, so I was 27, sorry 28, going on, no 27, going to 28 I was 27, like it wasn't Like I was alright, like I obviously, like I trained for about When I found it, I trained for about 6 months Like oh cool, I want to try it and then after that, I liked it. I was like, all right, you know, it wasn't great, but maybe, you know, you need more time. Like, I need more time and I'll train. So I trained really hard for my second. I set some goals for myself that were not, you know, huge. Like, I really wanted, like, just, like, to add 100 pounds or so, like, get into, like, the class one total, Um, you know, before I used anything. And I did everything I could except for, like, hire a nutrition coach. Like, I still, like, watch my nutrition, but that's, I did everything that I could. To control those variables, you know, and like work hard. Yeah. I, I trained for that was like September. And then my last one was in, in May. So from October to May, like I, I grinded that out and, uh, you know, come, come that second meet, it didn't show like, I, I basically had the same meet. I did wraps instead of sleeves. So okay. I basically I just had a, I had a wrap squat, which you get a little bit more. Like I got like, you know, you get like 50 yeah. pounds, Yeah, but like, yeah. That, that's it. Like that. That's all that. And I literally I went seven for nine the first one, seven for nine the second one, and I essentially like uh, it was exactly the same. It was like exactly the same meat. And I, I was like, so I was like almost like a year of work, and I was like, and I haven't, and I didn't get anything out of that. Like I had a good coach. Like I ran. Like I, I did my peak. I didn't. It was. It was. Uh, it was disheartening. So that's when yeah, I. That's like, when I was like, all right. Yeah, so I was like, all right, that's when uh, <laughs> that's that's when I that's when I went over that line because I told people I was like, if you're still making gains or like you know you're still progressing, then you probably you don't need to go on gear, Yeah. You know? yeah. Um, but if you you know if you don't, and obviously like you know you want to, that's you know that's the difference, and then obviously and then but no, like we said, like don't rely on it, it's it's uh, it's the whipped cream, it's not the Sunday, you know. No, hundred percent, I I uh... I I, I think the
1: people that that have a negative... Negative outlook on PEDs are are, are probably people one that just haven't been around them enough to understand exactly what they're doing. And uh, and if you go at it with an educated understanding, hey, go see your doctor, get your hormones tested. Like you know, monitor that shit. Like don't go crazy. There there are people that you know they can. I mean, they change the physiology of their body in negative ways. Um, You know, if if you are a female, consider that there are some things that may change the way that you physically look, and it may not be a positive. you know, I was, like I said, I did mostly bodybuilding for a long time, so of course the female bodybuilding world, there are females that, I mean, their facial structures start to significantly change, uh, but if that is what you want, if that is your goal, it is your body, and I, I'm the kind of guy that's like, hey, if it's your body and it's not harming others, it is your right to do whatever you want with it, but educate yourself, take the time. Um, You know, I I do get the occasional athlete, you know, it's, it's far and few between. That's just like, hey, I'm thinking about starting a cycle. What do you think? I say, do all the research you can. Talk to as many sources as you can. I can get you in touch with some people that I know that are very open, very educated in it, that can help you. Um, but but just know that once you've gone down that road, you may stick down that road. It may just be where you continue to go. So yeah. have you exhausted all your other resources? Like are there other things, other factors that, that might be holding you back outside of that? If your training, your nutrition, your your sleep habits, your, your water intake, all these other variables are in check and things are still just not going the way you want, absolutely. You know, it's 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 your call. It's it's
0: it's your life. So Yeah, exactly. And then, and like we said earlier, like, it's about, it's like, what are your goals? And, you know, like I I had, and I, you know, I had a friend who asked me to get him gear because he because he knew that I did and he doesn't train like he, like he works out, but he's not, he doesn't train seriously. He doesn't compete. And I told him, no, I was like, no, like you, you literally don't need it. Like it, it, that would like, what What are you going to do? Ask him, what are you going to do with it? He's like, well, it's be like, help. I'm like, help for what? Like you don't train hard. Like, yeah. like you, you, haven't you, you haven't done anything. Like you're fine. Like you're, he's yeah. young too. That's another thing. I'm like, dude, you're too young. He's like 24. Yeah. Like, yeah, I'm like, yeah, he's, I'm like, that's way too young. I'm like, dude, you're, you're five, six. Like you're at least three years too young. And, and you don't like, you don't compete. You don't play any sports. Like you just want to like work out to work out. It's like you got lots of youth in you that will just, dis- if you just had some discipline and some structure, you'll get tons of gains. Like you'll be fine. Like, you know, you don't, you don't, you don't need it. You don't need it. You just don't need yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. So that's I, a good uh,
1: answer, you know, people and people need to get happy. there needs to be people out there because there's there are people on the opposite spectrum. You know, it's the oh things aren't going quite right. Well here here's this. Here's the you know, here's the uh, the holy grail of 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 you know performance, you know, enhancement and it's like don't 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 let people go down that road too soon. No let them, let them take the time, take into consideration, like you said, all, so many different factors, you know. Time gender uh you know in a experience uh gender and then uh you know just a uh, level of commitment are they actually spending the time doing the training because if they're not then yeah you're just
0: putting a you're putting a fancy band-aid over a gunshot wound you' I mean they're good I like that you're just putting some you're putting some of this glittery gauze over a fucking yeah. <laughs> gunshot wound like it looks nice but you're not doing well there timmy it's still <laughs> you're still bleeding out and I think that's, uh, usually those guys that get really hurt because they end up making it, you know these ridiculous uh, strength gains way too fast. Uh, they don't understand
1: rehabilitation when they get injured. They don't understand you know managing their strength because you know all of a sudden they got the substance that does give them this this level of recovery and energy that they've never had before. So that well you know I'm uh, you know I'm just making strength left and right. I, I better you know start maxing out deadlifts again every week and just see where I'm at. And it's like that's idiotic, man. Like, you know, You're asking for serious injury. You're asking to destroy your back for life.
0: Yeah, literally. And again, steroids don't make you like they don't make you strong. Like you said, they help you recover. But what are you recovering from? If you're not doing the work, again, like like uh, you know, like it's you you if you don't have the lifestyle and the practice of already getting strong, they won't make you strong. You've done everything, like you said, you've done that, and you choose to go that. Then yes, you've put in the practice to get the most out of it. And and then you know how to recover, but if without that, like you said, it's you know it's a glittery gauze on a gunshot wound. I, I know so many guys who have done such, who have ran for a long time, such things, and you're like, why are you not stronger? Like, like you you said it earlier. You're like you're like I'm just I'm just like I'm like you're you're like I like it, like well, how are you, how are you not stronger? How are you not better? Like how, why do you still suck technically? Like yes, you're like strong, like you're you're big. You've gotten big. Why do you still
2: suck
0: at this? Like, why do you still... No, seriously. I see some guys, like, I, I still see that, like, they still, like... They saw a sucky-ass, like, deadlift where they just, like, hinge it up. Like, they pull pull their knees back too soon. And I'm like, you're huge, and you ran such things, but you've never really corrected your deadlift, or you've never really fixed your squat, and it still looks horrible, and you just literally muscle your way through it. But you're still not as strong as you could be, considering you've taken enough testosterone to kill a bull. Like, I don't... You know, and it's, and you know, you, uh, you, know, you I, I keep that obviously, like, to myself, and, but, like, I see it. I'm just like, I just, you I know. It can be it, because it, I
1: think it, those kind of people get, are what give EDs a backup. Yeah. Same thing with, uh, you know, people associate, oh, Roy Rage. It's like, you no, know, those dudes that are. Huge guys that juice that are assholes were probably just
0: assholes before. Yeah. Now They're just bigger assholes. They're just big assholes. The steroids yeah. didn't make them an asshole. They yeah. just were, yeah. they just weren't assholes. They, exactly. Yeah. And they, yeah. and you see that. It's like you spent all your money on getting PEDs. You never spent it on a coach to fix your deadlift. Like, yeah. you know, it's like that's, it's, it's just that. And so, yeah. um, you know, and I think that's like kind of like we said earlier, it comes down to like, no, it just, you're just either a, a nice person or you're an asshole. And just don't be, yeah. do- Don't be a douchebag. Just (laughs) exactly. Just don't be a douchebag, and and that's it, man. I mean, that's you know, treat everybody with
1: respect and understanding. Be open-minded, and uh, you know, it's 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 uh, almost 2020. uh, We live in a world where there is uh, such a large variety of people, and uh, and so many different people that want to take so many different roads that have many different outlooks. The best thing we can do is just take approach everything with an open mind.
0: Yeah, Uh, and with kindness. and with kindness, because like that's fucking cool. Like I mean, like it's like we have this peppered like variety of people and things and differences. Like you know, that's not a scary thing. I think people, you know, they, if you're scared of change. You're scared of something different. Like, that obviously breeds, you know, uh, resentment. It can, you know, which can lead to obviously insecurity and hate. But if you don't have that, like you, like it's exciting to not always have the same person or the same thoughts or the same methodology. If and it can be really fun as long as everyone approaches it, like you said. Like don't be, you know, don't be an asshole. Be open-minded. It can it can provide a lot of enrichment in your life instead of just the same old thing. You know, um, you know, it's like who wants to just eat hot dogs and macaroni every day all the time? <laughs> Absolutely. It's fucking I mean, the gross. That there
1: are. Uh, <laughs> I think the, the beauty of, of science is that it has given us these these tools to help. I, I literally think to help people achieve things that they they just literally could not without uh they just couldn't um like you said i mean uh age starts to play a big factor uh, you know as as men you know we once we get over the age of 30 uh, our testosterone levels just naturally start to bleed pretty fast and uh and so without without some of these assistance without hrt and stuff like that i mean you have guys that i mean lose muscle mass bone density I and mean, everything else joint structure um, yep. so we have this these amazing scientific like methods to hey you can still get stronger and enjoy your life and just feel good and look good and have you know ambition and drive and give it to the old lady when you get home and, and everything else you know it's a uh, I, I think it's a great thing but you know, just always, like I said, taking taking approach of, hey, this is this is my life, this is my choice. What have I done? Have I have I exhausted my other resources? Is everything else lined up? You know, and uh, and then just talking to some people that that you know have that experience, you know, and getting getting good feedback from it. You know, it's. There's 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 a lot of people out there, uh, unfortunately now because of the you know, social media, which is a, a great thing because it's helped me, you know, meet people like yourself and Bama and all these other people and become associated. And, you know, she recently recently brought me on as an affiliate coach, one which I was super thankful for to be a part of her team. Um, but you know, with social media you also get a lot of people claiming to be coaches and trainers and you know and, and cookie-cuttering uh, these programs and these nutrition plans and all these other all these other methods of, of of training that it's just like but you one first of all if you if you haven't actually worked with people face to face for I would say no less than three or four years. Don't, don't be an online coach. Get, get the fuck out of the game. Like <laughs> you, you need to know what it's like to be there in person to address certain issues because online is a completely different beast to conquer. You need to know how to help people through video review and communication. And if you don't understand how to communicate face to face, you definitely can't do, do it through, uh, through your phone. Um, but, you know, it's a. I, I, I like seeing that there's a lot of good coaches coming out there because there's a lot of people with passion and heart, that really do just want to help people. But then you do get a lot of people that are just jumping in the game because they're bored. They like to work out a little bit. They, you know, they they've had a little bit of success on their own, so they think that they need to start helping others. And it's like, do you do you need to be joining this 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 you know army of people because? Uh, there are so many coaches coming out every day and trainers and it's just like, well, I I like to work out. I'm like, that's not a good enough reason to be someone's personal coach and, and confidant and mentor. You need to actually you know significantly want to help people and and have an understanding of how to help people and and have an understanding of anatomy and physiology and if you don't have these backgrounds I'm sorry you don't you don't belong in this sport you don't belong in the world of of personal training you you, you're risking people's general health and you're you know and I've I've met people and some of the experiences that they've had with previous trainers and coaches is it's almost horrifying like they told you to do what you know (laughs) I mean it's 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 I'm like, well, that's that's unfortunate that you had this experience because now they have this negative, you know, uh, association with, with coaches and trainers. Well, you know, he hurt me because he was just, you know, he was ramping up my, my, you know, the, the intensity on the bar just super fast. and I just wasn't ready for it. I'm like, well, you know, I'm sorry. I'm sorry you had someone that didn't understand proper progression. Uh, I promise you I'm not that guy. If anything, I'm the guy that's usually like, let's take a little more weight off the bar. Let's continue to practice. And until things look sound, we're not moving up. You know, um, my my number one goal, as always, is not to hurt people and to only build stronger athletes. You
0: know? Wow, you mean you just you mean you like to see people get better, not worse? It's, it's the weirdest thing, dude. I'm telling you, like, dude. You know, I, I just, uh, yeah, I, dude, I really, <laughs> that's <laughs> some weird, like, that's some that's some Chinese shit, there, bro. That's some Chinese training <laughs> shit.
1: Some little bit of Buddhism, you know. That's
0: uh, yeah. That's that's the. <laughs>
1: That's <laughs> right so um, I want to come back in the next life, and I want to be able to choose, you know, which life I get to lead. And I think if I treat people with respect and take good care of them, I feel like
0: I'll I be Toshiki. You'll be <laughs> Toshiki. <laughs> you, you enter the pearly gates. Have I earned enough Toshiki points for a reincarnation, <laughs> reincarnation <laughs> sir? I was a good person. I was a good person. Look how many of these. Look how many that I did. Can I? This is this is a a lot of shiki points sir <laughs> i feel i feel like come on come on help help, help a dude out like <laughs> reincarnation magic would be great give me those short femurs with the big quads and i'm i'm ready to squat the world no <laughs> but it's um and you make a good point like honestly like i have uh, i went to i've actually pulled away so i, I started off as a like, personal trainer i have been for buff since 2015 I started doing personal training and, um, and uh, you know, I, I had a, I had a hard time as a personal trainer because I was skinny, especially back then. And I didn't quote unquote look the part. And, but and I, you know, obviously looked to always, you know, get better. I went to sports massage school. So I went to massage school to learn anatomy. Um, you know, I took physiology, you know, coaching at, you know, at the community college here, you know, pretty much, you know, I, you know, oh, you know, did try to expand my craft and do that. And then, uh, you know, I wanted to start competing as a, you know, really as a form of the of, uh, both as goals for myself. I like having that, but then also um, as a way to validate myself. Because if you were, I feel like if you're an active athlete, you do get, you know, treat like people will like listen to you more. Um, and a point in case is in kind of to echo what you had said, like some of the best athletes are horrible coaches. But they're not good because like, it, it's just teaching is not their skill. But um, it's teaching
1: what they've been taught. It's like well, the, the application doesn't work that way. You can't you can't apply the same method from one athlete to another.
0: Yeah, because it doesn't, do,
1: translate
2: well.
0: it doesn't because like like if I met Toshiki, he tries to teach me how to squat like he squats. I'm a giraffe person with giraffe legs. Like it's not going to work <laughs> like, at all, at all. So you know, so there so there is that. So I and I love teaching. Like I love the act of teaching. I'm 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 good at repackaging information. Like that's a gift I have. I'm dyslexic, so I've always had to relearn things. So being able to repackage and facilitate information to get perhaps a, a light bulb moment in someone is something something I'm familiar with. I always have to do it for myself. And but the what I honestly I've pulled away because once I started competing, I realized like how far away from the higher levels that I that I'm at. And not that performance, you know, makes a great coach, but just in terms of understanding, like, until like, I still have a couple clients that I like that I teach that I've had for a long time, um, you know, and, you know, which is which is fantastic. But, like, I, I, I just I started feeling I was like, you know what, I just have more to learn. Like, I'm not going to put my hat, I, my, you know, my hat in the ring there when I really just don't feel like I'm there, like I'm there yet. Like, I have more to learn. And, 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 uh, maybe in sure, maybe it's partly insecurity. Maybe it's partly the fact that I can't, you know, perform at the level that I'd like to make me feel valid enough to do that as a coach. Um, probably another reason why I even started this show because I wanted to like talk to people and like share information and learn with people. Um, but at the same time, like, yeah, I, cause like you said, the saturation of people in it, but it's like, but like, but they shouldn't be in it, you know? And, uh, yeah, then, I, I definitely I definitely stepped away you're a good
1: coach, Nicholas is that you're, you're a good student. You 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 enjoy learning. You know, from what I, what I'm gathering just from you know, us talking and stuff like that following you now and it, when you're a constantly a student you have an understanding that hey I I don't know anything, or I—I I know some, but I. There's all. There's more and more information coming out every day. and We, we live in a great time where, like, we can get the information with the. I mean, the click of a button. It's yeah. We don't have to go to the library anymore and try to dig through all these books. But. Best, I think the best coaches, best teachers are honestly were the best students. They they had a passion for learning. So when you when you're constantly trying to learn and improve yourself, then that's only going to translate to your clients and your people. So I mean, I I, you know I say that you know there like I said there is a uh, an over you know uh, an overpopulation of just these people coming out calling themselves coaches and personal trainers. And you know whether you have a lot of experience or a little bit of experience, it's like I think I think really the best ones are just the ones that just like hey. I, I know I don't know everything, you know, and they accept that. Uh, you know, I take the people that you got to be careful of—the ones that claim to have all the answers. You know, I, I try to be pretty good about saying, "Hey, if I don't know the answer. I'm going to go find out for you."
0: I'm yeah, gonna, like, exactly. Just giving
1: some BS like hey, I'm going to just make up some words, I'm going to sound super smart, and you're just going to accept it, uh, <laughs> but, but just be out there and be aggressive with your learning, and, and you know, when when I, you know, first met Stacy, I mean, and, and, and just got, started getting the powerlifting community, I realized how little I, I didn't know about just, you know, this specific strength support, and how much I wanted to learn, and I mean, since then, it's just evolved, and I'm constantly trying to read new information, and following people, and, and following people that, you know, I... I, I trust that have you know have the, my and, and others best interest at heart. Um, but I, I you know that's what makes you a good trainer, man. Is that you're you're a good student, you love learning. So I think that, that means that the people that, that trust you and work with you are, are in good hands because of that.
0: I appreciate that, man. And I, I think it's that is that is the goal. I think the same thing with martial arts. It's like the best students become the best teachers because it trickles down, and they realize, like you say, you don't know everything. And you realize that what worked for you may not work for somebody else, but you just try to share. You're like, well, this worked for me. Here's like, here's the context. Here's like what brought it up. And, and really it's just, you know, I think that's good students just share their process. You share the process and then someone will take some, they might actually learn something from you that you had no idea what you taught them. (laughs) Like, you're like, oh, I'm glad you took that out yeah. of this that was exactly. totally people at times like do you remember that when you said this one
1: thing i oh, was so it was such a significant moment for me and everything just clicked on like uh,
0: yeah yeah and, uh, yeah i did i did say that i did say that i did <laughs> yeah remember when you said it's like how the cookie crumbles and i realized that that's yeah. just like life and sometimes it it breaks apart and it falls apart but it all ends up and i'm like and you're like yeah i totally wasn't just like actually like broke my cookie i was trying to eat at the time, yeah. <laughs> uh, totally is what happened. I didn't do that. You're right. I'm yeah, very, I'm uh, very, very smart.
1: Competition it was around the time last year, uh, and I, for whatever reason that day, I'd never said this particular word uh, in context of zadmi. Uh, I had about six or seven athletes, and one of my athletes just, I could just see it on their face. They just almost pale white anxiety. Uh, everyone around them screaming, getting loud, and it was only, it was only making them panic i could literally see this panic and i just i, I took him, you know close and i just said hey man this is instinctual you need to just take a big breath what you're about to do up on stage you have practiced literally thousands of times go up let your instincts kick in and that's all you need to worry about and you could, i could just see this wave of anxiety and this this stress just being lifted off them and they had an amazing day You know, just went out and just killed it, but that, like, just that word instincts, I think, just, like, stuck with me, and I had never said it before, and it really didn't even register with me that day, but, like, Trisha King ended up bringing it up, like, several days later and making a post about she even, like, wrote it on the steering wheel in her car, and I just realized, I was like, wow, okay, it was just one of those things, like, at the time, I did not register how significant that particular word and, and when I said it, why I said it how important that would be for a few people that day and it worked and i'm, I'm like oh awesome like that was you know just the pool of mess in my brain just happened to come out and there was a profound thought awesome i love when that
0: happened there, there was a profound fucking moment i, I did see <laughs> trisha's Trisha, uh, trisha's post that was cool and it's it's here it's cool to hear the story about it i was really kind of hoping you'd be like i was just watching rambo the night before and he said that and <laughs> and, and like I just, in you first blood, due first blood. <laughs> this is instinctual. <laughs> like, god damn it, no, it, it, it just, I do,
1: for whatever reason it just hit me on the day honestly I think I think I do have my best ideas my best thoughts my best motivation and, and, and I help people the best when I'm just being me and being relaxed and I, you know in my element I, I, I'm lucky to have found a career that I, I do feel like I'm, I'm in my element you know where my passion meets my my natural abilities I, I like you said I, I think I'm just I'm, I, I like being a teacher I like helping people I like encouraging others I like uplifting people I love the look on people's faces when they you know almost think that they can't do something and then they do it and uh, you know that day when you know when I just you know, just kept repeating the word. It just like for every athlete that I said it to, man, did it work? It just and so that people just took to it. And now I just now I just shouted at them like, you know, just take that deep breath, let all the animosity and the anxiety that you have, that fear that you're gonna fail, and just realize that it's like you're not gonna fail. You've literally done this, you know. The, Thousands, hundreds of thousands of times, you repeated these same exercise over and over again. The simplicity of the sport, you've done this. You know, there there are very you know there's unlimited variables, but it's not like football. You you know you don't have this opponent that is completely different. The only opponent out there is yourself. And as a good coach, I'm going to give you you know attempts that are totally doable. I'm not going to well he you know he missed five hundred. Let's go ahead and throw on an extra hundred and see if he gets it on the second attempt. You know, it's uh, I'm going to make. You know, smart decision-making and you just got to go up there and just be the animal that you are and let your instincts out.
0: So. And instincts is, such, is a very primal word. It's a it's a good, it's good, like a eight to 10 point scrabble word on top of that. Um, and <laughs> it's, you know, but, it, but it's true. It, I think it, that there are certain words that evoke certain feelings. Um, and I do feel like instincts is something that everybody, no matter who you are, for the most part, is going to have a pretty maybe different but equally similar uh, personal connotation and, like, emotional connection, too. And then if you put that in context to lifters, obviously in the in a day of competition like you did, uh, I agree. I feel like that's a really powerful thing that people will take to because it will bring them into their body. Like, there's so many times lifters are in their head yeah. instead of being in their body where all of the practice, all of the time – all the strength, all of that resides. Like it's, it's in the body. And at a certain point you have to, you have to switch off. Um, you know, and it's like that in, in martial arts too. Like I, I think that's why I like lifting is for me, it's very similar to martial arts where instead of, but instead of someone trying to hit me, it's a weight trying to crush me. Um, you know, and, but it's the same thing Like you can't, if you think too much, you're way too much in your head and not enough in your body, you get pummeled. You have to release Kind of like, like you said, have the instincts to kind of let the dog off the leash. Like you've trained yeah. and you've trained and you've trained, you know what to do. Your body and your brain knows what to do. You just, you need to stop that inner dia- the inner dialogue and just yeah. perform. I mean, when
1: I hit an athlete, it's just like, hey, what, you know, that last look didn't go quite the way. Well, what what can I do differently? I'm like, nothing. Dude, just do it again. You know, maybe, maybe I'll adjust something. I'll, hey, just take a little longer with your step out something like that. But trying to adjust a form cue, you know, for anyone's one i I usually don't try to adjust too much you know technical uh movement pattern you know three four weeks leading up to competition because at that point i mean the the training's kind of set in at that point we're working with percentages that you need to i mean it needs to be instinctual it needs to be that that you know that neurological connection that that pattern of movement is set in stone at this point so trying to adjust things now is only going to probably make things more difficult and you're going to get frustrated because nothing's going to feel natural anymore um i think mike israel put out a post the other day and all he said is just you know he doesn't like form cues he just says do what feels natural for some people they don't have that they don't know what feels natural they they don't they need to be taught just the the fundamental movements but for a lot of like my more advanced athletes it's like hey you are ready you are capable you just have to believe it take a deep breath clear your mind
0: and go fucking pick it up you know yep and I think sometimes and I, I have a theory and see I mean, you can disagree with theory or you could echo the theory if, if, if you hear any validity to it. but when I used to play guitar and in music in general and I, for me myself and then even people I played with, you know you practice and you know you pra- practice all the time but once you're done practicing actually don't think about it. Like, I would never, like, and a, a lot of other guys, too, like, obviously, you enjoy practicing, you know, there's guys who practice all day, but for the most part, you, you kind of don't. Like, you kind of just shut it off. Then, and, and I would, you know, then go days, maybe, without playing, and whenever I would pick the guitar back up after practicing, or after a couple days, it was always easier. Like, it got easier every time, and it was really satisfying. Like, it was a satisfying feeling and I've, and I've kind of heard golfers actually say, and my dad's a big golfer, that the best games come, you know, it's like sometimes you just like have some time off um, and you go play or even you were practicing, but you took a couple days and you just kind of like, you just go play. Like you don't, you don't premeditate. You don't, you just, you just go play. You just pick it up and you kind of get out of your own way. And I think that theory is that the sometimes the more we can shut off our brains, like we said earlier, and let all that work show up, you know. We, you can actually like see what you're going to, what all that work you've been putting in will come out when you don't have that chatter and that loudness. And then sometimes just, you know, like you said, shutting off the brain and just doing what feels natural and, and letting yourself doing that, not judging yourself, you know, like, Oh, is it going to go bad? Or, Oh, what's it going to be? Just just like, go, just go fucking pick the thing up. Like, you you know how to do it correctly. You have good technique, So just go fucking pick it up. Yeah. Yeah. Just go do the thing. Just just go do the thing. Yeah. 100%. Um Yeah. yeah. Alright, man. It's yeah, we've been going for like about an hour and a half. Um, yeah, yeah, I was
1: gonna say I actually got some personal training clients showing up right now, but uh, Nicholas, it's been a pleasure, man. I really appreciate you having me on and uh, it's been awesome to talk to you, brother. Hey,
0: I've loved talking to you, man. I hope we can do it again, and thank you so much, yeah. and you know, have a great day, man. I appreciate this. You too, brother. Alright man, talk to you. Bye bye. Bye bye. All right, folks. Thank you, Mr. Chad, for coming on of TriFit barbell and of the Boundary brick squad training. Uh, shout out to Stacey bamber for hooking me up with all your amazing coaches like Chad and Trisha. so um, yeah I, I really enjoyed talking to them. we went so long just because it was fun guys so hope you learned something hope you picked it out follow Chad uh, coach Chad on the instas uh, Chad Delaney uh, specifically is his actual instas is uh, coach Chad 07 and again follow TriFit barbell. Uh, the Batman Break Squad training. Shout out to all you guys. So thank you guys for tuning in. Shout out to our sponsors, Viking Performance, RPE Ten, Mister Brandon Franklin. Again, look out for his Black Friday bundles, November 29th to December 2nd for the FD Choker wrist wraps and the new FD Choker sleeves, which we're excited uh, to have. So, yeah, guys, as always, I'm your host Nicholas. Thank you for tuning in to the 2 Live Podcast. <laughs>
2: i what